Hello, and welcome to another episode of Crosstalk. I am John, that's Captain Jonathan. You know this by now. If you don't, welcome to this that you have discovered, and uh, hopefully you'll stick around and enjoy because we've got some interesting conversation ahead of us. Um, we have started a new series here. We talk about all sorts of things from a biblical uh, view and lens, and we're treating Christmas no different. Um, although, as we discussed, I'm not as much of a Christmas guy. You're kind of a Christmas guy. I like it. You like it. You I, I like the, I get why, right, the commercialization, but I like the Christmas uh, lights, the movies, the songs. I like all that stuff. I, I like the Hallmark Christmas movies, I'll no, say. No, I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, which it leads to our point. So let the, we're not digging too deep deep into Christmas with what we're talking about for this, because much like our last series, if you haven't checked that out, we uh, walked through thankfulness, but not necessarily involving Turkey and, you know, the usual one-offs right. that we say so that we can hurry up and eat. You know, I, I grew up in a household that was very much that we don't eat until everybody at the table says something, but we had uh, Thanksgiving at the shelter which means that table was 30 people. So I was a very angry and hangry kid. So we talked about thankfulness from the perspective of, well, life's not always great. Um, sure. and, and how God can work with that. And, and similarly, Christmas, we're talking about how, although a lot of people get a lot nicer around the Christmas season. And, and although because of the lights in the movies, everybody's really feeling the spirit, really the reason for the season goes so much further beyond really it's a lifelong uh, living hope. And, and the passage we picked first Peter first uh, chapter one, verse three through nine kind of uh, tackles that idea of a living hope. And so each week we're walking through that last week, we talked about a hope that transforms your, life so um not just a once a year kind of thing but an, an, an everyday thing that we can walk in yeah. um and this week we're talking about uh, a hope that ensures our inheritance um and so uh we'll be walking through verse uh four uh and five for this one uh and so but before that because we're not getting terribly into christmasy christmas i wanted to include some of that um, and, and invite the viewers to uh, play along, if you will. And so, do you have any Christmas traditions? Absolutely. <laughs> Everybody does. Everybody has a thing. So, so th there are traditions, right, that were there in my own family when I was growing up that we still do today with our kids. Like, you know, and I think this is a pretty normal one that most people or a lot of people do, and maybe more widespread, right? But the night before... You open one present, <laughs> right? And it's always the same present. It's always pajamas. Uh, ah. so the night before, we'd open pajamas. And that's because the next day, we wanted to make sure we looked nice for our pictures. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, uh, growing up, right, my mom would have these are the ones. And we always knew they were pajamas. But since being married... Uh, uh, I've added a new tradition to my family, something that Amanda and the Nixer, Nickerson uh, families uh, do is on Christmas morning. Now, this I don't think is near as widespread, but on Christmas morning, we make oyster stew and we eat oyster stew. Uh-huh. 
on Christmas morning. My, especially my daughters, they love it. And it's not Christmas unless we have oysters too. So yeah, that's a more unique one. I'm going to have to pass on that invitation to come over. Come on, man. And then I was right <laughs> when we first started doing it, I'm like, oh, but now, now, you know, we're in year 17 married and it's like, yeah, no, that's what we do. You know, yeah, you do you actually. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it wasn't actually. Uh, my wife's family does that. Uh, Meg and her family does the pajamas thing. Okay, so uh, and, no. <laughs> so since since then, um, we that's kind of been something we've adopted as well. Because even if we can't uh, make it together, which given our workload is more often than we would like. Um, yeah they still ship it to us. And so we'll FaceTime in our pajamas at least. And so thank God for technology. Um, for, for me and my family, something I know that's very non, non-traditional um, is uh, I, I just had never slept much uh, Christmas Eve, you know, as a kid, um, which generally we'd get home late. I mean, I, what I do now for a living, I did as a kid, I was there with my parents, uh, well, with my mom and, and the core helping with kettles then too. So nice. our Christmas fundraising. And so we'd get done counting late at night, get home, have some milk and cookies, and then I just wouldn't sleep. And so I'd be up and I would wait until a reasonable hour to wake my mom and usually about two, 3 AM. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's like, it's, it's Christmas day. Let's open the presents. We'd open the presents. And then with nothing to do, we'd go to Waffle House. You know, we'd, you know, we, we would get through the presents in, in no time flat. And you, then you'd realize I'm hungry. <laughs> and one of the only places open, right. uh, especially that early is, is Waffle House. And we would yeah. be the only ones uh, at the one in Savannah, but Thank it goodness was good. for Waffle House, man. Huh? <laughs> That's a thank goodness for Waffle House. Man, man I'm telling you. And so, <laughs> Uh, I, there's not been a year where we've missed it. Um, even when, and again, thank God for technology. So, um, even when me and my mom couldn't get together, I'd go to uh, waffle house with Meg and she'd go to waffle house and we'd FaceTime and we'd be those annoying people. Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, keeping the tradition alive. So that, that's where you'll find me on Christmas day around four or 5 AM is waffle house. Wow. Yeah. That's Much it. better than oyster stew. Well, you know, to each their own. <laughs> I'm sure if you pitched it right, Waffle House would join you. Right. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't trust it, though. Um, but no, feel free, uh, those watching, listening, let us know uh, what your Christmas traditions Absolutely. are. Maybe we'll Very steal them. Um, I doubt anyone will steal captains, but, you know, he put it out there. If anybody wants, if anyone else wants to defend that or try and one up that, uh, you know, do. feel free. If you're, you know, if you've got something worse than oysters, do worse. It's great. It's like great <laughs> get out of here. My wife's you're, gonna. You're, you. I was gonna say your wife's gonna give you a hard time now. Um, well, me, you. I'm defending the oysters, stew. Yeah. Well, no, I, I said me. She's oh, okay. After me. But luckily, I have an insured inheritance. So Amen. regardless of what happens to me. That's an amazing <laughs> transition. <Good for> you. <laughs> oh, gosh. Can you tell it's Christmas season for us? We've got about three brain cells between Scattered, us. Scattered, man. Scattered. Oh, my gosh. Um, well, I have enough sense to know we, we've got a, a good uh, couple of verses here. And um, Peter 
Peter in this passage, right, he's talking to a church and trying to really shake them back to their faith. You know, th- this period of time that a lot of Paul's and Peter's letters and, and even the others of James and, and John and whatnot are to a church that's just trying to be the church amidst the world they live in. Yeah. Um, and you can almost say that, that that's kind of what we're trying to do with this idea of a faith that sees past the Christmas lights and the, the sugar cookies and sees an even greater meaning to the season. Don't get me wrong. Have your oyster stew, have your Christmas cookies, <laughs> do Christmas. But much like a lot of other things in this world, we have something even greater beyond all of this, Amen. right? It, your greatest Christmas tradition, the warmest feeling you can feel in your heart on Christmas pales in comparison to the kind of inheritance we have in Jesus. And although I don't think Peter's talking about Christmas, he is trying to get them to understand uh, the inheritance that they have, right? You want this, but really there's something so much greater uh, meant for you. Yeah. And so, um, I mean, in, in thinking of what an inheritance is, right, it's it's something that's just given to you because of who you are. Like, you yeah. you know, generally we think of familial, right? Yeah. Yeah. You're my child, so you get this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so similarly, for us that are God's children, when we come to faith in Jesus, right, we're adopted sons and daughters. Um we buy into that e- eternal uh, and glorious inheritance as well. Yeah. And I think it's about keeping the perspective of how that kind of casts a different light on a lot of current events and current situations, right? How you're trying to look at everything now in light of eternity. Yeah, I, 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 you know, it's a great thing, this living hope with, with an inheritance. I love that, right? Just what you said, right? It's not, I can't earn it. It's based on who I belong to, right? Who claims me? That's how I get an inheritance, right? And for the inheritance that God has for us, uh, which is far beyond any inheritance we can receive here, right? The inheritance that God has for us built for built in heaven, right, where moth and rust can't destroy, where thieves can't break in and steal, all that stuff, right? We know these verses. Um, uh, the inheritance of being, having eternal life in God's presence, right, is amazing. Uh, and and the fact that I can't earn it except for doing one thing, and that's is accepting it. Mm-hmm. That's it. I accept it. Right? There's nothing else I can do except accept it. And then as I accept that inheritance, that 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 changes my heart, my mind, that gives me a hope, knowing in this world there's going to be a lot of trouble. Right? Christ said, take heart. I have take I have overcome the world. I have set this aside for you. Right. We're in heaven. We talk about the streets paved of gold and all that. And he said, that's because gold is worthless in heaven. Right. That's why they put it on the ground. Because <laughs> it doesn't matter. Like the right. is just so beyond what we can fathom. It's great. Well, and, and I think that's the big thing is it, all throughout when 
God is defining his greatness, and when God is proving his character, he's doing it in ways unconventional. And I think we talked about this uh, recently. We've done so much Bible talk has been had, uh, so I can't remember when, but talking about how, you know, even Jesus coming was not in any way what people expected, right? Yeah. God's greatness and, and the greatness of the inheritance that we are, are brought into isn't about riches, right? It's not like there's, uh, you know, heaven money that is waiting for each and every one of us. Like, it, it goes so like far. Star, that's <laughs> <laughs> it's, so, it's so far beyond our understanding of of what it is and i mean because in general like what what motivates us right defines us and so if we look at the inheritance in a very worldly way yeah if we look at it in the kind of inheritance that i think if we're honest we would all like now um then it's going to define us that we live in such a way if, if our inheritance is about worldly stuff we're going to live a worldly life yeah but if our inheritance is about even greater things, if it's just about being God's son or daughter, I just, from my perspective, I'm a son. Sure. In case that was in question. <laughs> um, you know, because I think of like, and I think I've I mentioned this way back before of just like, you know, my, my wife's father, you know, how he's taken me in since, um, since Megan and I got married and everything. And, and the, I just enjoy that he chose me. Yeah. That I get to belong to him by an extension, yes, but he treats me just like a son. Yeah. And that's enough. Like that that is enough for me. I don't need him to do anything special for me. I don't need him to tout about it. I know that I belong to him and he loves me and that changes my expectations completely. Yeah, there yeah, we so often, I'll, I'll speak for myself, I so often uh, want to put on this tough, I'm my own, I'm my, I'm, I can be an island if I need to be, and there are plenty of other people that do that. But the truth is, there is just something beautiful about belonging mm. to something. And what I love about the kingdom, the kingdom of heaven, and I love about what Christ set up through the kingdom of heaven, through his Holy Spirit, from the beginning all the way to now, is that belonging is so diverse, right? Not just in how we look, but also in how we think, how we act, how, you know, you know, obviously we have very common strand going through us, like accepting Christ, like fruits of the spirit and all that kind of stuff. But it's such a diverse group of people. I love belonging to so many people mm -hmm. who don't look like me, who don't act like me, who, who don't think like me. It's so much fun. Uh, right. It just is. And and I love that piece of, of we're all together. We're all sons and daughters of the most high God. Mm -hmm. uh, and and even those who haven't called on on his name, he is waiting, right, for you to accept this inheritance and accept that you belong uh within this kingdom of heaven. I mean, it's just a great Yeah. Well, I mean, because and then we'll actually get into our scripture um but it it's such a reminder that you know that the none of the worldly stuff none of 
the other things can fill that belonging because yeah. that's what's behind everything we do. Yeah. You know, I mean, we could all sit down with a, a psychologist and, and at the end of the day, I think he could trace back and say that the reason we do some of the things we do or the way we are is because really we want to belong to something, to someone we want to belong. Yeah. And so God standing there like the father on the horizon looking for the son to come home, that that's what he offers is that belonging. Yeah. That that family. So I think keeping the inheritance in a context of what it is, you know, we don't do what we do for the milk and honey. We do it for belonging to God. Uh, and that's something worthy of praise. And I, and I love that in, in the last passage uh, that we talked about, right, Peter comes in vibrant, you know, praise the Lord. He comes in here again in verse three. Again, praise be to God. So first uh, Peter. One, three, and four will go through. So praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father. I just love that he makes it familial too. In his great mercy, he has given us a new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, right? And into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you. And then verse five, who through faith are shielded by God's power until coming, uh, the coming of salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. Yeah. And so last week we talked about verse three, right? We talked about how um, the that Jesus has set up for this inheritance for us, this new birth. Yeah. And in that, then we see this inheritance and, and he, you know, gives it big praise and, 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 and says, you know, this can't fade. This can't go away. Can't be taken from you. Um, I'd, I'd say, and I think, you know, you and I often take the chance to say that we can walk away from it. Yes. You know, we can choose to look at our father and say, I want my inheritance now pay up. I can't wait for you to die. Mm -hmm. Right. And we can go and squander that. Uh, but God, when we put our faith in him, when we choose him and when we are adopted, he, he's never going to change the, ter the terms of the inheritance. He's never going to write you out. It's, it's something greater than this world could ever try and take, right? And you mentioned Matthew 6 earlier about the, you know, the moss and the rust, you know, it, it and that's part of it, too. Jesus even says there's, you know, when we put our treasures in heaven, it's untouchable. Yeah. Because the the perfect creator and governor of, of, of the world, the universe, has set those terms. Not not you. Yeah. You know, you look at verse three, right, which was last week. We talk about the transformation. In order to receive this inheritance, we have the hope in a transformation that will transform. Us, right. Not only this side of heaven, but also when we when we pass on, right, and transform. We know in Revelation a, a new body and on all that stuff, right. Uh, but then going into this uh, insurance of our inheritance. You know, there's a story about uh, a, a Native American tribe. I'm sorry, they were. Uh, it's actually in Southwest Mexico. So 
um, and it was uh, someone who was working alongside them. And, and while she was working alongside them, she, di uh, she discovered um, something interesting. They, they didn't wish each other well. Uh, not only that, they were hesitant to teach uh, each other uh, or to share the gospel with each other. Uh, if I asked who taught you to break, bake bread, for instance, uh, they would just say, we just know. Um, meaning that the person acquired that knowledge without anyone's help. Um, and so her name was Eunice, who was working alongside this, this tribe. Uh, Eunice says, this odd behavior stems from, from their concept of, of what's called limited good. Uh, meaning there's there's only so much good, only so much hope, only so much flattery or platitude. It is only when everything is hopeless that hope begins to be a strength. Mm. I I uh, I love this um, because it just illustrates the opposite of the truth. Like the truth is. God's goodness, his inheritance is limitless. Mm. And, and so often I think we, we maybe not to this extreme where we don't wish each other well or, or uh, maybe not to that point. But so often I think we keep it to ourselves. You know, I, I've we've seen it, many of us have seen um, where going through an inheritance, a earthly inheritance that is given to siblings or grandchildren, or fill in the blank. There is a limited amount of inheritance that can be given. Mm. So you, you see where families can be pulled apart because of that and trying to get what's theirs, right? Christ's inheritance is limitless. And because I get something from that, huge you get the same big thing. Mm -hmm. And if I share with you that inheritance, that doesn't lessen mine at all. In fact, I would say it might grow it more. We, we have to treat it that way. Yeah. Our inheritance, other people need to know about it. Other people need to get it. Yeah. We, we, we have to get out of, and I just say this like in general of people, but especially for us who I'd say know better because Jesus, like this transactional kind of behavior, right? Like we treat everything like a buck. You know, when, when I, when I do something nice, that's $5. When I, you know, help out a friend, that's $10 and looking at it like a bank account. And it's just yeah. our, our hope, our goodness, our, our livelihood as faithful people should come from a limitless account. Because it's not our account anymore, right? It, do, it doesn't operate on our means. It operates on Jesus. Yeah. And similarly, yeah, like you said, and that's what I like too about what you mentioned earlier in that it's such a, you know, it's such a variety of a family, you know, that we get adopted into. Yeah. And so it's also that aspect that I think sometimes happens of, well, this inheritance isn't meant for you. You know, it, it's not meant for your kind. Yeah. It's it's not meant for people that do that or come from there or yeah. put any label you want on it. Because, you know, and 
we might not hit the big ones. I think so often we get by on, um, I mean, really just sinful behavior because we don't do the big ones. Yeah. And But withholding any of that goodness and grace and inheritance from anyone, which we, we can be a stumbling block to. We absolutely can by our behavior. Yeah. We don't reflect the inheritance we say we have waiting for us. Yeah. And so, I mean, kind of back to the first one, you know, that this hope should transform us in such a way that we aren't afraid to give and give and give and give of this new account. Yeah. This account of, of, of grace and goodness that Jesus has brought us into. Um, and, you know, and it really should, when we see it in the light of something that cannot fade, cannot spoil, cannot be ruined. Yeah. Why, why wouldn't it affect us for the greater? And so I think if, if anything, I think there's like two big things I, I kind of have latched on with this one. And it, it's one, our, our behavior with inheritance do are we looking for a a very worldly inheritance for our life or are we looking for something greater are we looking for a belonging that is an inheritance in and of its own and also how are we allowing that to affect and change how we interact with others who also could have this inheritance. Yeah. And I think those that's, and that's not a Christmas thing. Like that's not a, this is just a problem right now thing. I think that's, I I mean, I think we've talked about on many an episode. I think that's a discipline. We constantly have to be aware of uh, how we're going through this life and living this faith and how it's affecting others or not affecting others. Um, and vice versa. I, th- I think it's, I agree. I, I think it's wise uh, as you read scripture to see um, the holiness of God in it, but also to recognize that we can learn from others' mistakes. So when you look at, like, this is a huge theme of the Old Testament. Like the Old Testament, a big overarching thing is that God's chosen people didn't get this. No, this is ours. This is our inheritance. It wasn't supposed to be like that. It was, yes, shine that out to everyone else now. Share with them that. But for so long, right, in the Old Testament, it was, no, this is mine. And and gosh darn it, if we, <laughs> if we didn't bring that in to the New Testament and into today, right? Mm-hmm. Why does the Salvation Army exist? It's because it's because there were churches who would not accept certain types of people, and men all are equal at the foot of the cross. Mm. Yeah, and Amen. it shouldn't be it shouldn't be on the church, the the institution. Yeah, to constantly fight those battles. Yeah. Each and every one of us living an honest and true life of faith 
is one more resisting that urge into making it a social club built more on worldliness than godliness. Yep. We are the church. Exactly. Because I think so often, and and I'll digress after this, but like I think so often that's what we do, right? We wait for the, the let's organize something as a big group instead. No, just yeah. be faithful. Yes. You will you will be so surprised. You the individual will be so surprised the impacts in the kingdom you can make if you are faithful. Amen. Like we we think we're so greater in numbers, but and, and and don't get me wrong, we have to do things together. Absolutely. We should be if we are all faithful, we should be in one accord. Absolutely. Right? But so much of it we we sparse out and say, well, if we don't do it together, we don't do it. No, no, you, you be faithful. Be faithful to the inheritance you say you have claimed to. If you are a son or daughter of God, then be faithful. Live your life in such a way that you know no, nothing now takes away or, or, or changes your inheritance. You have something greater waiting for you. Yeah. And, and let that guide your steps. Not because it's some glorious riches, but because it's it's a belonging to God. It's this it it all it all comes back to it all. I mean, if we're if we're faithful, we see we see the success and we see the blessings we want, right? It's simple, but not at the same time. So, but uh, well, another a, a good time, a good a good conversation. I think, and um, definitely something, you know, if, if anyone wants to continue the conversation, the comment section is below and love to do that, of course. And um, I, I think some of this just really comes down to uh, our, our individual choices and, and yeah. how that then spreads from there. And so I hope and, and pray that for each and every one of us um, that, that we understand the inheritance we have. Amen. And understand it in a way that changes who we are. Not for Christmas, not for Easter, but forever. Because that's that's God's economy. His isn't limited to seasons and holidays. It's it's forever, man. So yeah. just pray we get it right. We will be back again next week. Um, if you're following along, we'll be in the next few verses, starting in six, but um, never a bad idea to just read the whole passage each week ahead of time. And hopefully you're along each week with it for us. Um, great conversation to be had. And, uh, yeah. Um, if you are in the local Augusta area, um, Christmas is happening, uh, for us. Uh, we don't have to wait until December 25th for that. And so, um, if you're looking for things to do, if you're looking for, ways to help out, uh, come down and see us at the Croc Center or shoot us a message on this Facebook page or um, uh, through the links in our, our podcast. Um, wherever you are, though, I guarantee you're not far from a Salvation Army. Uh, they would love to have you uh, for, for worship, uh, to volunteer, and all sorts of stuff. And so reach out and connect um, and, and, and share a bit of your, your faith and inheritance in that way. And um, I think it'll be a good time. All right, uh, Captain, you mind closing us in uh, prayer, and then we'll call it a night. Yep. 
Father, we thank you for assuring uh, our inheritance. We thank you that you call us by name, that you adopted us into your family. Uh, Father, may we continue uh, to be your light, be uh, your hands, your feet. Uh, may we continue to trust in you more, and may we live in your hope. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, we'll see you all next week.